Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash Natch Butte. Tune in, baby. Feral Audio Welcome once again to another exciting installment of Little Cuties. My name is Dave. And my name is Sean. And we, of course, are the Little Cuties. Hi, Sean. Hey, Dave. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you doing? I, I'm great. I'm you, doing well. You got a haircut, I see. I, I yeah. Shaved I, on the sides. Yeah, shaved on the sides with a number three. And, uh, and I, you know, I don't want to brag, but I did it myself. Did you really? It looks great. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Clippers. And then just a little bit of pomade over to the side. You got a hairline that won't quit my friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You really are never going to lose your hair. It's like, it's going to be bone white, but it's going to be thicker as the years go on. (laughs) Bone white by 35. That's what I, when did you start to go gray? Um, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, do you know who uh, Sparky Pop is? Yes, Marsha Newmeyer. Uh local comedy uh legend, uh mainstay. She she's, you know, Sam Kennison of the Odd Comedy. Friends with a lot of comedians. <laughs> she's great. I love her. Yeah. Uh uh, brokered a deal where Damon Alborn from Blur met Fred Armisen together, and then Fred sang a song with them on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. That was because of her. Oh, that just happened awesome. two days ago. I love Blur. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I just saw them live and they were fantastic. God, that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, we were sitting at, uh, what do you think of think tank? What do you like think tank? Oh, I love it. It's my favorite album. Is it really of blurs? That's a great album. <laughs> yeah, that's a great And one. it's underrated. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I just love that one. It's so good. Um, so we were sitting at a party a long time ago at, uh, Jonah Ray's old house. I'm, we're going to, we're saying, I'm going to say maybe 2008, maybe 2009 if I'm being generous. I'm sitting there on the couch. I may be, I don't know, 25 years old, 26. If you're being maybe generous. 25. <laughs> uh, and she's sitting next to me. She's a, a very pretty lady um, sitting directly to my right. And I was talking to someone, I don't know, I was looking forward. And I just noticed in my peripheral vision this, uh, uh, this woman uh, with her nose, like her, her face, like right up in my head, like to the side, the side of my head. And she just goes, Ew! Dave, you have gray hair. Oh. And I was like, what? She said, ew. Yeah. And so in the middle of like a crowded party, (laughs) it's okay to pity me. I need it. Uh, But the ew, I mean, Jesus. I think, you know what's... The funny oh, no, she thing wasn't is, going. She wasn't saying, "Ooh, you look so distinguished and sexy." She yeah, was like, because she I was think, like, "You're so young. Why do you have gray hair?" And I literally had never noticed it before. And well, I think you at this witnessed point, your parents' murder. Yeah, yeah. Well, but so that's I, why. But I was the one who murdered them, right? And so it traumatized you, and yeah. then you got a little gray. Yeah, but I did it because I wanted to, so it's fine. Right. Anyway, okay, well, don't get defensive about it. You're getting, <laughs> <laughs> or else what? I'll kill you. Oh, come on. That's, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you, Sean. Um, <laughs> 
No, yeah, that, I felt very. It was a very uh, not a great feeling at that party in yeah. front of you know forty of my friends because then I had to go to the bathroom and say holy like it was like um, I I don't want to pretend like uh, you know what I will it's not gonna I, I I don't pretend to know what this is like but right. I feel like it was maybe the um, privileged white male equivalent of like getting your period in gym class as a girl. Mm. But like gray hair. Right. And also it's not a big deal and there was no cleanup involved and I didn't have to like run home with like my sweater around my waist. I mostly just like went you had home. It, you, you wrapped it around your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I put a tampon behind my ear. Was, so this no the first, was this the first time you thought about death as like a realistic thing that was going to happen to you in the future? No, that like was probably 10 years down the line. No, probably like losing all of my grandparents by the time I was 12 made me think about mm. death kind of a lot. Wait, all four? Yeah. They were, on a, they were on a boat together. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. No, no, no. My, uh, my, dad's, my dad's father died like six or seven years before I was born. Uh, my mom's parents died when I was six, like within the same year of each other. Uh, one of those, you know how they say like, oh, he went and then she died of a broken heart, which is like super fucking, that's the saddest thing. Yeah. Never grow old, never get married. David Duchovny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> For some reason, I thought of like the character from California saying that, yeah, like yeah. cigarette in his mouth. Oh, that was, like, or the line from, you know, like that's his character on X-Files, just saying that <laughs> as, as an aside. Yeah. <laughs> just him muttering it. Never get old. Never get... <laughs> now let's go. Kill a mummy. <laughs> I have never, I never watched that show. That show. <laughs> Sean! Um, yeah. Uh, and then my dad's mom died when I was like 12. Uh, right before my bar mitzvah, like she, thirty minutes before. Yeah, I was like in the wings to go on, and she was like, "I'm gonna eat this cyanide pill." Jesus, what an attention hog! I know the whole thing was about her. <laughs> um, when was the first time you thought about death for real? Oh man, I was very young. I think I was like, I don't know. It just I I think I have you you know a memory of. Just all this stuff sort of just uh, snowballing at the same time. Like I was reading uh, a picture book, colorful picture book called the, you know, like the big book of, of facts or something like that. And just learning that the, the sun, you know, and the earth were going to collide at some point. And then I just connected all the dots at once and then ran into my mom's, you know, my, my parents' room where my mom was standing, just sobbing hysterically. I, I, that's like a vivid memory of mine. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, how old were you? I think I was like, I was pretty young. I was like maybe like nine or something that's like that. That's so I, advanced. That's it like was, that's deeper than any thought I had until I was like twenty eight. Yeah, for real. I've been it a real dummy very for a young, long time. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, yeah, I just I, I remember when I was a kid, I was pretty obsessive about you know because the, the the thing that was the most you know the thing that I was the most afraid of was my mom dying when I was young. You know, because I was so attached to my mother. Yeah. So I would just constantly like have these OCD moments where I'm like, you know, someone, I would see someone like 10 feet in front of me walk into a building and then they would like open the door and then walk in. And I'm like, if I don't get into that door, I, w I would make these weird bets with myself. Like where I'm like, if I don't get through that door without touching, you know, you know, before it closes, then, then my mom is going to die. I don't know oh why God. I was constantly doing this as a child. It's like a compulsive thing. Yeah. And this happened for like three months and I didn't want to be doing it, but I was like, I just kept doing it 
over and yeah. over. And I never told my mom about it, or I'm sure she would make me see like a child psychologist. But I was like, Jeez, but it just stopped on its own. I really like made an effort to be like, stop doing this. But I was like, it's because I was so afraid of it that I was trying to like maybe control it in some way yeah. uh, or try to figure out some sort of like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Just it's, it's, it's control elements or something like that. But anyways, that was my greatest fear. Not me dying, but my mom dying. And then later on in my life, I was like, oh, yeah, me too. Also, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I also I'm like me, die. me blank forever <laughs> for the rest of time mm-hmm. after I die. Yeah. yeah. Uh God, that is really interesting. I did. I had like, um, I I went to. A, I don't. I don't really have any memories of this, but I went to a child psychologist when I was maybe five. Because when I was five, my brother was born, and I used to have these uh, nightmares about like my little brother as like a monster uh, keeping me from my parents and like harming me. Right. Like, which is like completely transparent. Like, you know, if I had that kind of dream now, any therapist would be like, uh, that's pretty easy. But right. Like, as a five year old, I was like, I got this. He's the most yeah. arrogant child psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> to children. That's why he does it. Because adults would be like, you can't fucking act like this. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, grow up, idiot. Um, but, uh, but I don't have any really memories of that. I, I remember playing with blocks in, in uh, her office. But be- besides that, uh, I'm sure I didn't have anything interesting to say. That might be interesting. Do you think she was real, or do you think she was like Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense? Spoiler alert! Oh fuck, man! Cut I was gonna Dave. see that movie this week. You weekend. haven't seen The X Files. You haven't seen The Sixth Sense. I, what are you afraid of, ghosts or you, something? Well, first of all, you're looking at an unwrapped Blu-ray of The Sixth Sense on my bookshelf right now. Oh my god! And that's gotta be worth something. It unwrapped worth like now. that? <laughs> yeah, I borrowed it from my friend. All exposed to the naked air. <laughs> So you clearly did it on purpose, and I was yeah. going to watch it for the first time, and now I'm not going to. Wow. Well, so he was dead? Uh, the whole time, yeah. Fuck. Mulder was. Bernie was dead? <laughs> so they had Mulder, a little, I really haven't seen The X-Files, So they had a the whole way. weekend it, at his house. His, <laughs> they had a whole weekend at his house, and it turns out he was dead? <laughs> That's fucked, man. Well, this is all Why very... Why hasn't uh, someone made it like a Bernie Sanders weekend at Bernie's parody already? Sure. Go for it, I America. Mean, I bet if you search Twitter for it right now... It'll uh, be up, you think? There'll be thousands of tweets. Why? Because I just tweet... Oh, okay. Be- I just tweeted a thousand times on my own Twitter page. Yeah. Well, you're... Yeah, you've got your you've got your phone out. My phone in my... My fucking red-hot phone in my hand. <laughs> it's fired up and erect. <laughs> I stole that voice from you. <laughs> That's true. Now, now I believe it. Uh, well, this is a, voices uh, that I've labeled Jewish creep. <laughs> That's really what it is. Or just Jew. Yeah, it goes, <laughs> goes without saying. But um, this is this is a, a weirdly natural segue. But I, I uh, saw as as I told you I was going to. I saw a therapist yesterday for the first time, uh, and it was truly interesting. Interesting in a good way. I don't know. I do not know. Was it the child psychologist? Wouldn't that be your it was the same one? Came full circle. I was like, "Oh, do you want to you want to start a new file for me?" And she was like, "Oh, I've got it." <laughs> I moved. I moved from Boston. Let's pick up where you left. <laughs> so you're worried that your brother is taking attention away from your parents? <laughs> what? Uh, no, uh, I don't. I, I've only been to a therapist in times of intense uh, breakup sadness, and I'm not. Uh, necessarily completely distraught or sad or beside myself about right. anything right now. I, it was just kind of an exploratory thing, and it was real weird. Um, it was almost like uh, I was put in a state of like I went in kind of feeling like neutral, and she just started like pulling stuff out of me that she wanted to talk about. 
Like she was like, tell me about this, tell me about that. And I guess that's like what they're supposed to do. Yeah. But my previous experience with the therapist was a lot of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Like just, just barely asking me any questions. I would come in and be like, oh, I'm sad. And then we broke up and I didn't know we were going to. Right. And, and that happened for four weeks. And then I was like, I feel better. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, but this time she was just like, okay, uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Have you experienced, um, you know, loss? Have you, um, you know... Uh, you know, have you lost uh, someone close to you? And I was like, no, uh, not since January. Oh, fuck. Wait a minute. Uh, And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, well, early February. And then that became like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is what they do. They just poke. Right. Poke at you. And then you're supposed to learn things. Yeah. Well, Uh, you know, he didn't. I mean, when you saw the therapist, not not your child psychologist, but they didn't have to poke because you came in there crying and talking about your breakup. Yeah. At a rapid fire. That's exactly what happened to me. Like, I was like, I'll just talk about, you know, if I have a tragedy on my hands. You know, I'll fill up the time for you. But other than that, they have to like probe and kind of find, you know, yeah. what's going on with you unless you have something that's, you know. Yeah. But it's nice to have this stable thing in your life. I know that it's this. So you just went to one session and that's it. Yeah, it was yesterday. And I and uh, I'm proud like, of you. Do you want to really continue? Am. And I was like, and I kind of was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Did you say do you want to continue? Yeah. Like, do you mean you want to continue in the session or do you want to continue having sessions? Having sessions. Oh, so she's like. You yeah, know, she was. I mean, I think this she, is like a consultation, basically. Like, yeah, she's yeah. like building a file. She wants that sweet, sweet money. <laughs> she was like, "Do you want to continue? The cure is after week 11. Oh my god! Like, how do you? How can you narrow it down to? to, to, to she's like, it's a science, and every week it gets a little more expensive. <laughs> I never went to school. <laughs> now take these, take these crystals and rub them all over your body. <laughs> uh, no, I'll do it for you. Um, but yeah, I gotta say. Probably shouldn't be completely sold on it as a thing after one hour. But, uh, you know, I hope I like it because I would love to be someone who likes it because being someone who doesn't like it seems uh, counterproductive. Okay, but can I say that as your friend, I feel like there's no doubt in my mind that you should be seeing a therapist as well as me, as well as me. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> really you're really passionate that you should see a therapist to the point where, like, I feel like you think I'm insane. I don't the, think you're insane. The amount that you, I think you uh, emote to me like uh, sometimes, like I'm, I'm, you know, a therapist, and I'm like, you know, who could really help you as a professional therapist, which is what I used to do to my friends, and then I went to go well, see sometimes a professional you still therapist. Do. Yeah, I still do. You, we you're all still do. gonna yeah. do it too, but you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I gotta have something to talk about yeah. at brunch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Do you think it's time to uh, pay some bills? I think it is. All right. We'll be right back to pay the bills on Little Cuties. <laughs> Welcome back to Little Cuties. As always, we have a sponsor because like I say so many times, the lights don't stay on themselves over here. No, do they, they don't, Dave. They don't. They don't the lighting bills keep going up dustin keeps getting higher and higher wattage light bulbs even though the city recommends energy saver bulbs he says no i want my studio to be as bright as can be yeah it's weird because podcasts aren't visual but no the light bulbs keep burning the light bulbs keep we could do the show by candlelight and dustin won't allow it stanley kubrick (laughs) like barry like barry (laughs) linden 
Like the movie Barry like Lyndon? Like the Barry Lyndon movie. Do you like want to talk for a second on how we both know that certain scenes in Barry Lyndon were shot entirely by candlelight with Weren't special lenses? Most of it. Most of it. Yeah. That's very cute that we both know that. <laughs> Here are little cuties. We love film and we'll talk about it for 10 minutes at a time every third episode. <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about today, Sean. We're here to talk about today's sponsor. Now, as you know, Los Feliz, California is home to some of the most exciting cuisine and spirits in the entire country. Now, there is a little hole in the wall <laughs> in this very neighborhood where the drinks are cheap. The company's fresh, and the lights stay off, even during the day. That's right. I'm talking about the drawing room, located on beautiful Hillhurst Avenue across from a, another bar and a Chinese restaurant. The drawing room is a quaint little spot to take a date, to take maybe your parents if they come to visit and they're thirsty for some spirits, that you just had a, a fun dinner at, say, the Alcove or Little Dom's. Or Mess Hall, or the Palace Chinese Restaurant. Why don't you just take no, a walk? I, I, or <laughs> Spitz, or Laugh, or say the candy bar there. Yeah, maybe you just wolfed down a candy bar and a, and a Red Bull. Yeah, and decided it was time to knock one back. Do you say Chai Dynasty? Chuck Dynasty. Chai Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Order the duck at Chai Dynasty, <laughs> or the or the chai at Duck Dynasty. <laughs> Get a chai latte at Craft Services when you go to Duck Dynasty. Or Q-Gurt. Oh, go to Q-Gurt. That's true. Yeah. No, this, Dustin, uh, Dustin has told me that we have to do this about, about the drawing room. Oh, we, we got to stay on the drawing room. We can't okay. stump for any of these other businesses on the street, yeah. Sean. We, I mean, we could. Let's trust me. stay on the drawing room because I just got off yours. Do you guys know that joke? <laughs> the other people? Are you trying to pick a fight with me? Guys, I'm sorry. I was just talking about, you know. Dude. Let's get off your mom. What? The fuck? I just got off your, you know. You got off you my mom? When? No, D Dave. I'm what are you joking. talking about? Stop it, man. Sean, talk to me. No, you're getting all right. Just calm Sean, down. Sean, fucking down. talk to me. Sit talk down to me. first. Talk to me. Sit down. What okay? happened between you Stop and my mom? What happened? Don't. What happened? Really close. Sean. Stop. What happened between Nothing. you and my mom? I'm making a joke. Tell me. Explain the joke. Explain it's, the joke. I can't do it when I'm nervous like this, okay? Stop, Fine. man. I'm going to take one step back, but that's it. Sean, okay. one. Okay. All now right. start talking. It's it's like a it's like a expression. Slower. Okay, I'm just trying. I'm just really scared because you're. What you're, happened you're between you and my mom, who okay. is by the way still married to my dad? I no, I'm not. Nothing happened with your mom. I've never even met your mom, man. I just you've never met her. I never met your mom. So you didn't just get off of her. No, I didn't. That was a joke. It was just a joke. It was just a stupid joke. But I want you to Let's explain just to me. Explain to me. Stop, man. Let's not do this. What about it is a joke? It's a joke. She's a joke because she's not attractive. No one would. No one would want. No, desire she's, her. she's very attractive. I've seen her in photos that you posted. On Whoa. Facebook. That's not what I'm saying though. But I never had sexual relations with her. You gotta believe me. Sean, let's talk about this afterwards. I'm, please, I'm begging you. Listen to me. Please look at my listen eyes. Listen to man. me. I'm choosing to believe you because you're my friend and you're my business partner and I love you. But I got to say right now, if I find out that you're lying to me, that's your life, kid. Okay. Okay. That's your fucking life, right. kid. Okay. I, 
Okay. Can we? You know where I'm from, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Can we Fucking just Boston, on? kid. Yes, I know. Hey, in the eyes, kid. Up here. Can we just talk about the drawing room and stop? So the drawing room is a fun little neighborhood <laughs> bar with cheap well drinks and a fun atmosphere. They've got a dartboard. They got karaoke on Sundays. You're going to see some of the Harmontown crew there having a fun time, singing some fun songs. You're going to have some of the regulars signing up, singing, uh, you know, your Spice Girls, your Beyonce's, your Destiny's Child, but also sometimes a country song or two. It's a real fun atmosphere, and you can buy a bag of cocaine there and just do it on a table. What? Yeah. Right out in the open? Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter, as long as you got cash, because they don't accept credit cards. <laughs> it's the drawing room. It's not quite the rustic, and you might get arrested there. Is it on international waters? Uh... Funny you should say that. Uh, when you go into the drawing room, the laws of uh, time, space, and physics don't apply to you. So if you go in there, hours could pass. Time could stretch out wow. far, far longer than you ever thought imaginable. And by the time you get out, it's four, five, six in the morning because they probably Wait, stay. They, 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 they stay open late. Oh, so it's, it's also to. an after-hours place. Oh, sure. Why not? I Do they bet. want us to be saying this on the podcast? I don't know what they want. Basically, a guy shoved a gun in the back of my uh, back, <laughs> Dude, back of my head Jesus. last time I was there. He said, talk about this place on your podcast. I said, what do you want me to say? He said, think of something. And then he barks like like a dog at me. And then I, and then I stumbled out, and it was 6 a.m. I went home. I started to write down everything I'm saying right now verbatim, and that's why I'm reading off of a scroll. What? Yeah, this is. I mean, this looks like a, like old parchment. Yeah, I singed it. I put like you know, you put like lemon yeah, juice I know. on it's it. Cute. Yeah, I like it's that. cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, we like did it like for did. a project in middle school. Yeah, I also did. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a, if you're a Hollywood vampire or a burnout or just in general a scary person, or if you're just a nice person who lives in the area who's like trying to have sex, maybe go to the drawing room. Yeah, who knows what'll happen? Real talk though. Yeah. Every time I go to the drawing room, this is real. I get. Uh, I get a vodka soda, splash of cranberry, and it fucking takes like it, it tastes like it can take the paint off the walls. <laughs> That's it. It's really, really, really strong. They overpour their already strong industrial vodka. <laughs> yeah. Sean, that's why there's no special deal this week. There's no website to go to to enter a promo code. There's no, like, fun little extra wrinkle about this place. Yeah. You go in there with $4 in your pocket, and you'll leave. And you come out with eight. AIDS? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Go in with $4 in your pocket. Come out with AIDS. The drawing room. Because what the fuck else are you going to do? <laughs> we'll be right back with more Little Cuties. Hey, we are back with a little more little cuties. Sean, Dave, we have a guest. Yes, we do. Would you like to introduce our guest? Uh, yeah. I mean, do you do you want me to? How, wait, I. Dude, he, he, he oh, really does the introductions. I can introduce Casey. Neither one of them know that. <laughs> it's Casey, guys. Yeah. You want me to, Dave usually does the introductions. This threw me for. Did for you not do any research before I came? <laughs> Um, I, I mean, you, 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 you don't want to do it. Do you want, I mean, I, I can, I can do You, you want to do it? I, I, Our guest today is a good Dave friend. usually does He's this. A, Dave does I'm this. doing it. I'm taking care of do it. Do it. Our guest today is a very good friend. He's a comedy producer. He's a producer at Starburns Industries. He's a beautiful man. He's sitting right here. 
No need to stretch this out any longer. <laughs> Welcome to Low Cuties, Casey Rupp. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm really, truly honored. <laughs> Flattered. <laughs> <laughs> Are you enjoying yourself so far? I'm having a great time. Is there anything that we can do to make you a little more comfortable? Um, well, I feel like I took your beer. You want to take a shower of whiskey? the last one? Uh, I don't want I, any more, know, I but like I th- want you to have it. I don't like to think about it as the last beer. It's, it's, it's a beer. Yeah. And just because there isn't more beer, that doesn't mean it's the last beer. Oh, there's, it's the last beer. <laughs> okay, so there's whiskey. There's whiskey right there on the counter. No, I don't. Okay, I don't, don't, don't paint my room as some kind of crazy drug den. <laughs> there's, w- there's no furniture, and there's only a <laughs> bottle of whiskey on the floor and four empty Modelo cans. Hey, Steve Jobs didn't have any furniture in his house, if that movie was any indication. Did you see it? Yeah. What do you think? I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. Did you like the social network? Yeah. And you didn't like it? No. Dustin, did you like it? Seriously? Did you see Steve Jobs? You didn't see Steve no, Jobs. <laughs> Wait, is this the one with I, Ashton Kutcher in it? <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's no but I watched. Yeah. But after I saw Steve Jobs, I watched the trailer for Jobs, which is the Ashton Kutcher movie. Okay. Yeah. And that that one came out a while ago. That one came out. They like raced to get that one done yeah. because they announced that they were making an Aaron Sorkin, Danny Boyle one. They just wanted to get that one out before he died. Yes. No. No. Before before the they better made, movie came out. Before the better movie came out. Uh, I have to assume it's better than the Ashton Kutcher movie, but. It's not much of a movie. I watched the Ashton... The Ashton Kutcher movie is like a joke biopic movie where it's like, you know... Yeah, there's just... It's Ashton Kutcher... I just watched clips of it online, you know, on YouTube, but I was just like insane overacting and then Josh Gad being like, you don't treat these people. Well, it's like so ridiculous. It's weird because like Ashton Kutcher does look kind of slightly a little bit a lot more than uh, a lot more than Michael Fassbender. But that's not a reason to cast someone in a biopic, especially when like I'm sure 80 percent of the people who saw that movie don't know what Steve Jobs looked like. If he didn't look like Steve Jobs and they were like Ashton Kutcher, that guy would have lost his job if he suggested Ashton Kutcher in that meeting. The casting is like, like, let me throw someone your way. He'd be like, jokey actor? (laughs) He just would have got a laugh in the room if he didn't look like him. It seriously looked like the clips that I saw of Jobs starring Ashton Kutcher seemed like they were from a TV show about Hollywood where like one of the actors, like like Entourage, If the guy from if the main if Vinny Chase got the job as Steve Jobs and they were showing clips on an episode of Entourage, that's how insane and like it's just him yelling like he does on that '70s show, but he's got like a fake movie beard. Truly embarrassing. But Steve Jobs is uh, the the new one is um, it's a very Sorkin-y, I will say. You don't like it? No, I did not like it. And you like the Social Network? Social Network is a fantastic. What's the what's the comparison? Well, it's the same I, writer. Yeah, it's the same writer. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's it's a, it's about technology. It's a real, you know. <laughs> Wait, this is, hold on. Let's stop talking about this. For, hold on. Wait, so you've never seen a movie. So is that like a long TV show? So, so, so. How about now? Was it off the whole okay. time? Uh, so you've we, never seen him. The switch was just off. Oh, 
Because I was holding it like this. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking rapper. Casey is holding the mic like Fred Durst at the Family Values Tour 97. <laughs> I, had that, uh, I had that CD, Family Values Tour 97. Me too. The live or- one? Yeah, it had uh, Orgy, Ice Cube, Corn. Yep. Uh, Biscuit. Hey, now, Family Values I can talk about. Yeah, <laughs> what's what was your favorite know. thing about the Family Values tour? Was it was it the marriage of rap and rock? It was absolutely the marriage of rap and rock. Not not just in uh, the tour per se, but in one singular act, like a Limp Bizkit, have you, or a Kid Rock. Sure, or mm. sure. You don't have uh, to wait until the next set to see yeah. rock if you're seeing rap. Wait two songs, <laughs> and you're gonna get an or, or just wait for the verse. Sure, because the chorus is gonna be rocking. The chorus is gonna be some like atonal singing by like a weird pudgy midwestern guy in a long hoodie and then uh the verse is hard rapping about really serious problems like people who don't understand you wanting to break things or stuff were you a big corn were you a big family values guy or is it was that were those your bands uh no the extent of my like embar- i was i never really got corn a lot of my friends in high school liked all of that stuff so i kind of had to pick and choose i was a huge deftones fan sure. the deftones were maybe my favorite a uh, huge Incubus fan. Saw Incubus. I saw Incubus live maybe f- three or four times. I saw 311 live seven times. So 311 was like my ultimate because I was a drummer and I would play along to full albums of 311. It's like Th- all- 311 Chili Peppers and Incubus were like. <laughs> yes. That was the wave, baby. Yeah? Was that you? No. I, no? I was much more of like a corn. Uh, <laughs> I was a corn. Uh, I was a corn cob is what you, you call it, corn fan. That's what we call it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had, uh, whenever I was in like first grade, there was this kid that lived down the street from me who was in fifth grade and he was gothic. And I, I loved that. I loved it so much, but I was too young to really be gothic. My parents would never allow it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved corn, and it like rubbed off on me. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was a big, big corn fan, big Marilyn Manson fan. Sure. Uh, at a very young age. How think, young? Up until Columbine, and that just ruined it for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it was violent video games? I was in first grade. First grade is, is when I was like really into corn. I got sent home from elementary school for wearing a corn t-shirt really yeah they well, didn't, what, they didn't just any like imagery on it it was the follow the leader t-shirt that todd mcfarland drew of the kids hopscotching off Spawn, the cliff critter, it's creator of uh <laughs> like, okay, so yeah, the kids are, yeah, it's the album cover yeah the kids are hopscotching yeah like to their death yeah absolutely. essentially very dark it's just but that's it there's no there's nothing there's like it's just the implication of death and they Said, yeah, not today, bub. And you were in what, like <laughs> second, third, fourth grade? Yeah, it's probably in second grade. Wow, that's really. Were you a dark kid, or you just enjoyed? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, I, w- I think I wanted to be darker than I was. I had nothing to be dark about. Yeah, such a wonderful. Uh, you had a want. You had like an idyllic life. childhood. Yeah, yeah really. Oh my god, that's really. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get into any of that stuff until I was like at least mildly angsty-ish. And and even then, like it didn't go like Deftones. I think I just uh, appreciated their musical artistry. Uh, I was like, these guys are like really good at what they do, though. Like whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. Like the bassist and Corn like barely knows how to play. Like this is these aren't like masters, but like Deftones knew what they were doing. <laughs> the bassist and Corn, this is vicious of new metal. <laughs> yeah, just picked it up and was like, don't even know how to play. Should I tune it first? No. Um, she so had a pretty idyllic childhood. Um, where did you grow up? Um, Houston. Well, Texas. I, I lived in Dallas until fifth grade. And then I, I uh, lived in Houston from fifth grade 
to college. In college in Texas too? Or? College was in Austin. Whoa. Austin's cool, man. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. I, it's so like it's really fun. Like, hey, I don't know. Do you think that you should keep Austin Strange? Uh, <laughs> no, but I think I should keep Austin Yay weird. Or nay. Yeah. <laughs> Austin odd, y'all. <laughs> keep ostentatious. Guys. Keep it ornate. Or yeah. Keep it ornate. I was trying to fucking slam you to the ground and I just didn't do it right. <laughs> you were trying to you were trying to duel with me? You were trying to spar was, with me verbally? Uh, hey, w- the king? Dave, just the fucking Lenny out. Bruce of podcasting? Are you taking little cuties to South by this year? Or <laughs> <laughs> but not South by Southwest. <laughs> just South by. It's a little independent festival in what solving? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's in solving. Yeah. It's it's like there's a clog festival that's also that weekend. Yeah. So we got a really tiny little VFW hall right outside of town. It's cut the uh, slogan is no fans, no fun. Yeah. No <laughs> no seats either. If you yeah. but if you come, if you bring a small cushion, you yeah. can sit on the floor. We're gonna do a live recording. Standing uh, room only. I like it. Free ticks. Free Standing tickets. or sitting room only. Henry Rollins is going to do some spoken word to open it. He like he lives around there. He has a house. Dude, He's I'm, a, cr- uh. I'm crowd surfing around the time of that second commercial, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. So you know, uh, when when we speak to a guest, we usually uh, speak to a um, a specific question or two, but we. Uh, you know, we are relatively around the same age range, and we, uh, Sean and I, are uh, trying pretty hard uh, to do good slash well to be uh, adults. Um, and uh, we don't totally consider ourselves adults; we consider ourselves little cuties. Little cuties. Uh, the namesake of the show, and so. Oh, I've, weird! I never noticed that. Yeah, that's why I wanted oh, to. That's, that's why. why I wanted to call the show Little Cuties. Oh, because of the yeah. thing. Okay, you wanted to call it Sean Perlman is fucking your moms, right? Yeah, yeah. because it was fucking your moms. I don't mind. <laughs> okay, see, now anyway, we're different characters. What? <laughs> what? Oh, what? Oh, because from I, the commercial. Yeah, because from. Oh no, I go into a different place when when those happen. Yeah, I know. I yeah. so do I. Yeah. I go I go into a place of fear. <laughs> scripted, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I mean that's when I put but on it's my post. We write all the words down. We transcript it. That's when I put on my dramaturge cap. Yeah. Like I'm a bit of I'm a writer, I'm a yeah. playwright, I'm a performer. I, I do consider myself a triple threat. Well, uh, meaning I will threaten Sean three times three by times. the end of this episode. Three three times. Times. And uh, I, I get it. By the second time, I yeah. assure you. I saw yeah. you reading your lines, but I was wondering if the action actually told you to, to hold him against the wall. <laughs> yeah, the stage directions say, "Yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave shoves Sean hard into the wall," uh, and it's one of those things in those mo- in the movies where you you shove someone against the wall, and then like after the fourth shove, red on the wall. Yeah, well, you, you know, just, up your wall. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna move out of here tomorrow anyway, we'll in the middle of the night. It. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! If you kill someone in the heat of passion at the drawing room, they'll pay for the, they'll pay for it to be cleaned. That's something. I forgot <laughs> Are to mention. you serious? Yeah. How do you prove that it's in the heat of passion? They can tell. They <laughs> can. Yeah. Just by the. It depends on how many shots you. If you're <laughs> if you're erect while the person dies, they know it's a crime of passion. Oh. Yeah. So that's the only indication. Yeah. What if it's a female? You fucking cis gen. <laughs> okay, sorry. If they if they fucking pusses is wet, dude. Jesus. Jesus. I knew you were gonna say You're that. Hard right now. If you kill me, then the fucking then uh, I won't get it. Then I'll <laughs> then I then I'll get away with it. Casey, <laughs> now 
here, you and I don't know each other super well, but the impression I get from you is that you're very warm, kind-hearted, uh, a man of the people, very social, likes a good party, but also has a fairly uh, professional uh, job. You're a producer. Uh, do you consider yourself an adult or perhaps a little cutie a or maybe something time, in between? Big-time adult. You do? Big time adult. Really? Yeah, well, Are you you're saying, well, he's, he's, he's saying he, that he does have a, he does have a wry <laughs> smile on his face, so I can't. <laughs> I've been drinking rye all morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a little adult, baby. Little adult. I'm so a you're, little adult. you're a combo. I'm a combo. But that, that's interesting. There's only been, there have only been three guests. How many right? combos? Uh, co- no, no combos so you guys far. Have any combos? First combo. Yeah, we have some tonight. of those pe- the pepperoni yeah, yeah, pizza yeah, yeah, combos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pretzel. Pepperoni like, pizza hey, pretzel yeah, yeah. combos. Do you want some? But they're only for little fucking cuties, pure and <laughs> <laughs> pure as the driven snow. <laughs> uh, sorry, you. So you consider yourself a combo? Uh, why? Why is that? Oh, I don't. I. I think. Um, Cause I'm I, I'm too young to be an adult. What's adulthood? Adulthood's what you make of it. Yeah. I mean, we know you're a little bit younger than us. You don't have to rub it in. It's fine. <laughs> Death is coming for us sooner. How old are you, How old are you guy? You know I'm 43. Uh, we're both 32. <laughs> huh. You're both 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm a cutie. <laughs> Talk to me. You talk me into it. Do you, no, do you? No, you was, I, no, 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 no. We just, we just, you you no, guys both gave me this look like I had to say little cutie. No, no. Sean, <laughs> put the threatening podcast. Sean, put the gun down. <laughs> Notice the fucking podcast is not called adult. No, we, no, we, uh, we, you know, obviously Sean didn't come here to do, you know, work in the entertainment industry. He's from here, but I came here to do this stuff. So it's like, you know, there, there is sort of a desire to kind of achieve these things by any means necessary, like, like at the kind of at the expense of my own <clears throat> maturation in, in a sense. And like you moved here from Texas. Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Do you feel like you are, you know, pursuing any one thing more than, no, I, I absolutely feel like, uh, in the, in the last couple of years that in the last year in particular, maybe I've, I've, made an effort to make the transition from cu- from cutie to, cutie to cutie, adult from cutie to adult yeah. i'm gonna always hold on to the little right up top but but you uh, like to party i love to party like an adult yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you like to i don't smoke weed anymore because i'm an adult do you not re- really you just i qu- don't actually oh okay when did this anymore? happen um like in the last year i i, I stopped smoking pot at, at the end of december which is uh, also when my birthday is um, how come what, what made you want to stop I just did it every day for since I was 16 yeah. you know like and uh, wear out your welcome um, that's pretty adult it, it was also like a, my, yeah. my scapegoat for, for not being productive and, mm-hmm. and not and not being the person I wanted to be it was always easy to say well because I'm high if I, if I wasn't so high all the time then maybe I would be more social or right. maybe I would um, uh, you know be more productive or whatever have uh, you noticed a big change yeah, I would say. I mean, I think that it's been like um, career-wise, the best year of your life. My life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven to twelve wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ninety-seven fucking family values. Are you family kidding me? values, dude. That was the best year of my life. Are you kidding me? Woodstock '94 was the best. 
That was the best year of my life. Seriously. Aww. I was 11. <laughs> fucking Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, Alanis. Alanis? How do you say it? And Landers. Al- I've always heard right? Alanis. Wow. And Landers. As you say, and Landers. Limp Bizkit was Woodstock 99. That was the one with all the rapes and the assaults. And the fire. Yeah, and the fire. Because, you know, you bring these people to a dirt pile, make it rain, <laughs> right. they're in the mud. You bring a dirt pile to a dirt pile. That's wow. a joke I would have done that year. Really? Yeah. Unstaged. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have scrapped it at my first mic, but I would have done it. <laughs> 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 uh it's weird because it's not hot outside and it wasn't hot before we started recording. Oh, yeah. But it's but some, very warm in here. I'm sweating yeah. into my mic. Yeah, I'm uh I wasn't sweating before you brought me on. Uh we have uh a, a a very welcome but not necessarily invited guest with us today. <laughs> and she is very warm right now too, but she's also wearing a long sweater. Oh, sorry. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Uh, that was <laughs> that was my friend Liz, who is just the shyest person right now. <laughs> uh, clearly a conversational dead end currently. Liz uh, taking the heat off me though. <laughs> uh, but but you but normally a very you know a lot yeah, a lot. Dave's, of, Dave's going to Dustin now. <laughs> Dustin, do you have anything for us? What do you want me to say, Dave? I'll say anything you want. No, that's not how it. Wow, you know we're really we're 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 going off the rails a little bit here, uh, which is fine. It's not yeah. like it hasn't happened before on this show. Um, so this so so sorry, Casey. This, this is the this is the best year of your life professionally. You, you uh, you're you. I mean, that's a pretty big uh, thing to to just quit. Did you quit cold turkey or did you have to? Wait? Were you you so you were every day no, since you were sixteen? Yeah, well, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but um, you know, pretty. I would say maybe if you if you. Averages out based on how many times I was smoking yeah. a day. <laughs> I was most certainly smoking every day since I was probably 16 years old. Oh my goodness! Uh, but you know, but like I said, it was a scapegoat. Uh, especially being out here, where there's so much opportunity to go out and meet people, and it's kind of all about going out and meeting people and networking and right and and, and, and making things. And it's always easy to just watch Netflix instead. Uh, and that's what you do when you're high. <laughs> so. Yeah, but a lot of times, you know, oper- like quote unquote networking opportunities are just kind of uh, glorified party situations. But you're like, I should go have four drinks with someone on a Wednesday well, night. Well, sure. So I'll drink instead. But at least whenever I drink, I can still talk to people. Yeah. Because I just can't talk to anybody whenever I'm high. And I never was able to cross that threshold. Like everyone's like, oh, you just you acclimate to smoking, to being high. And then, I mean, I know people who can just. No, no. Uh, uh, I know people who can who who can't be social unless they're stoned. You Interesting. Know, it affects everybody different, but that's not me. Can I real talk about fucking about marijuana, you guys? Can you say something <laughs> on your own show? I just want to keep saying real talk over and over and over. Yeah, let's have some real talk. Let's wrap. <laughs> um, it uh, ha- because I smoke so infrequently, it has a tendency to make me. To like, ex- like, just makes really you like a little crazy. It makes me, <laughs> <laughs> makes me anxious. Uh, yeah. Mm. 
but that's weird. Yeah, is I that weird? He- I haven't heard but that. He- but there, you- <laughs> I haven't no heard that about like, it. I feel like I've heard people say that before. But like yeah, we're f- paranoid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Few and far between, right? Paranoia is like a common. It's thing, like all right? the things that the doctor will prescribe you marijuana for. Right. Is all the things that don't it does make it. To but me. yeah, and, and then they it, it makes yeah. me anxious. It it makes me uh, anxious. Wait, <laughs> you're saying that it makes well, you're yeah, absolutely it makes me anxious. It makes you anxious. Yeah, of course. Then why do you smoke it? I don't. Why did you? No, smoke but why it? did you smoke so frequently? If it yeah, every kiss, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you always felt anxious about, you know, like. So never took the edge so, off. Situ- my situationally, is, well, it's funny because yeah. I would always. Um, it's a situation where like you you go to a party where you don't know anybody, and because right. you don't know anybody, you're like, man, I gotta get high before I go to this party because I'm not gonna. I don't know anybody. I gotta, you know, entertain myself somehow, and then you, I gotta get high to deal with it, and then you get high, and then you just sit in a corner and don't talk. The whole See, party. that's really interesting because uh, I would think yeah. so. It, there's at least you, some sort of a pleasure release. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you did it for like a decade, yeah. and then you were just like, "Wait, this is causing me constant torment every single day." <laughs> see, because I would say, yeah, you know, like, uh, but there's got to be some sort of a pleasurable thing happening, right? Because yeah, for apathy. me, like, yeah, yeah. like, apathy. oh, not caring. Yeah. Interesting. Just like true emotional apathy like uh you know you don't li- like like that's like a re- it's a real quick fix for breakups for right. like a, so it a, numbs a, a, you yeah it absolutely numbs you interesting because for me it it like it really tunes up all the feelings of guilt of anxiety <laughs> anything where i'm like oh my god i can't believe that you know like when i was uh 17 years old I, uh, you know, like looked at that person like the wrong way. And, you know, I'm like, I, right, I start right. remembering things that I should be guilty about, you know, you know, and like th- that aren't even. And then I'm like, what was I was going insane. I'm like, that's not something that's like a real thing. I was just like, I'm I was reaching to feel bad, basically. You sure. Know? I mean, I, I definitely if I want to feel like relief uh, from like a sad thing, it, it definitely has to be. A combo of vices, because if it's right. ju- if I'm just gonna be high, high, it's definitely like it definitely does magnify. Like, what are you thinking about right now? Well, think yeah. about it a little more. Think about it a little right. harder. Yeah. Uh, are you having a regret? Well, maybe you should think about it in terms of you know the rest of your life, and maybe right, it'll right. always haunt you, and you'll always feel that way. And you're like, fuck, and then you have to like put other stuff inside of you. So break up. So you're saying alcohol yeah. and marijuana is a is a good, is a good combo. Well, I'm just I'm saying, well, what do you got? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so ludes. <laughs> you got loots? I mean, I just don't think I ever used marijuana uh, intelligently. I don't think I ever, like, used it in the way that it was maybe intended to be used. Like, I think I just – it never – that's why I stopped, you know? Right. Like, it just it, – it never was the fix I thought it was yeah. or needed it to be. And I think it just took me maturing a little bit to finally realize that. That's Would a pretty adult that? move, Casey. Uh, that is I'm a little move, but I would adult. Say, like, so like you're, <laughs> you, so if like, you're if you're angling well, for a spinoff podcast, <laughs> we, you got it. Congratulations, Dusty, baby, little adults. This guy, <laughs> weed a, has like rich man. great. Uh, you know, it has it. It has great like PR, basically. You know, like everybody is like, oh, fanatical about it. It's great. You know, oh, it's so, medicine. People people call it medicine. Yeah. So you feel got to take my medicine. I, I was, tend to feel very alienated because I go, it's not doing this thing to me, and it definitely increases like 
like you know it makes food taste better it, you know there's there's certain things that are that are definitely perks to it that I'm like yes I agree with that and there, and also I notice that when I smoke it consistently then it sometimes it can achieve like a really relaxing meditative effect you know what do you mean sometimes. consistently like yeah for a whole day or like you know just like more often you know I tend to stay away from it because it causes me more anxiety than it does a release of anxiety yeah. you know and so but if i'm there have been times in my life where i smoke it consistently i mean like like junior high high school something like that you know around that time you know i was like okay well my friends smoke weed constantly i'll smoke weed all the time uh and i you know i sort of felt like scared to just be like i don't like this as much as you guys like this you know yeah. I really, you know because uh, they were fanatic. If everyone's telling you this is the best thing in the world that I want to wear, you yeah. know, T-shirts dedicated to it. This is my best <laughs> like, favorite yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. This is the best that I want to talk about it and watch movies dedicated to it. Yeah, the culture is so in favor of like the weed culture is an entire multi-billion-dollar industry. Right. It's really insane. Yeah, I just thought I, I wish maybe if if I can dig it up, we'll put it on like the the show notes or we'll tweet out a link. But there's like somebody. Uh, uh, there was a thing that was circulating a couple weeks ago that was uh, like a gigantic compilation of images from uh, like cocaine paraphernalia ads from magazines in the 70s. And it was insane. It was like special T-shirts, like chemicals to cut your, your Coke with, things to keep your Coke fresh. Uh, it was like it would be like if you're going on a ski trip, then you're going <laughs> to need the top accessories. And it was like stuff you could buy legally Over that, was just, that was completely like – I mean it, cocaine was never decriminalized. But there was a time when ever, like nobody knew that it would fucking kill you and like right. destroy your th – there was like a machine that turned it into a mist so you like wouldn't hurt your nasal passages. It I was mean, like, I bet you can still buy all that stuff though You know, because like, you can buy paraphernalia. You, you can. You, you can, can buy, buy yeah, crack pipes. At a head know? shop, you can, you can, you can buy, buy like – I've like, seen bullets. Like you can like do – a bullet is like – you can you can I know what a you, bullet yeah, is. Yeah, you put it in a gun thing, and yeah. then you shoot someone and <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, no, I, I'm not, I, I know that you can probably buy those things, but you'll never see a fucking full page ad for it in a magazine. You'll you'll there's no high times magazine that there's no like uh whatever Coke Life magazine that right. like celebrate I don't think you don't read super high times. <laughs> <laughs> You you never read, uh, dude. I know it's three a.m. and you're probably just gonna think it's the Coke, but there's something I've always wanted to tell you. Ma magazine <laughs> times. Uh, yeah, it's really weird because yeah, now now like it's completely legal in Colorado, like a hundred percent, I believe. Coke? And uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it is right. Am I getting that wrong? Uh, I was just in Portland over the weekend, and everybody's just all about there's huge billboards for it. I mean, because, you know, it's a very open marijuana culture here right. in Los Angeles, but it's kind of taken for granted. Everyone's a little bit jaded by it, but going up to Portland, it's like on billboards on the side of buses. Uh, we got picked up by an Uber um, the first day, and he was asking, you know, like, first time in town? Oh, great. Well, you know, you can go to the dispensary. You can you can buy all the weed you want. He was really pitching hard for uh, smoking weed and oh my god and, 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 and I feel like outside of the the culture a little bit where yeah. I was like ah, not for me and also I'm a vegetarian bring so <laughs> <laughs> me to the pasta shop <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I don't know if it'll swing the other way either in our lifetime or anytime soon but I I mean I know that it's not 
it's not perfect. Like it's not. It's. I know it's a lot of people's favorite thing, but I think I'm maybe mostly on your side where I don't totally understand. Oh, and I also, this. I I, love, I think everyone should smoke it. You know, I I, you I just, it just. Yeah. It, if it's okay, if it's right for you, if you like yeah. it, until you realize that it's not right for you, or you smoke it if you want to smoke it, or or when uh, this, I, I, it's just, I, I just did it enough times to know that like yeah, I, I benefited from it. Yeah. I do feel like that. I feel like I was a very uptight person, and I think that overall it kind of like rounded out an edge in my personality that needed rounding out. And yeah. uh, and once it was rounded, it was like I was then just kind of grinding away at it and. Um, and and I, I just wore out my welcome, you know, and I moved on from it. But I think that people can benefit from it to some degree. Sure, obviously, uh, or else they wouldn't sell so much of it at places called pharmacies. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do think it's, I do really sometimes think it's silly to call it. I mean, I know sometimes it helps people who can't eat because of whatever illness or or they don't have an appetite and it gives them an appetite. Like I know that it's good, but also it's not going to cure your anything really, right? Unless your disease is not being high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this whole thing is reminding me of a time I was in high school uh, and I was like at a friend's house in the afternoon after school and I was uh, really high and I was just calling I was gonna call my house just to check in with my folks just to be like hey I'm here like I'll be home in a couple hours I'm doing my homework here whatever the fuck I was saying and uh, I called and my dad picked up and I said he said hello and I said hi and before I could say anything he said Put the bong down. <laughs> and he was just joking. Like he yeah. was only doing a funny joke. And I like immediately had a complete, I was just had a complete panic attack. Cause I was like, he knows, he knows oh, I'm a failure. But he was just like, okay. Like he just was giving me a hard time. And it was like, truly, I think like, I remember where I was in my friend's house. Yeah. Uh, I remember everything about it. It was terrible. So, Dad, if you're listening, put, <laughs> I was fucking stoned. Put the bong down. There was a shatter. In the put the bong down. <laughs> crash. Don't drop it. Place it down gently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now uh, take another hit. Um, no, but yeah, that, I mean, this is something like the I, receiver. <laughs> I long for whatever, you know, I know that it's a pleasurable effect that people are like, yeah, otherwise, I don't think people would be like, oh, they're feeling the same uh, panicked effect that i feel yeah. primarily and then they're just still like fanatical about it that's just not it's not the thing this you is know? great it makes your heartbeat faster right. it makes you question all your decisions it's like the best it's the best i want to feel like this all the time i love it to really dwell on your problems constantly though there just wouldn't yeah. be you know but i i want to achieve that effect for me like you know alcohol you gotta smoke, will you gotta smoke salvia <laughs> i have but, smoked salvia before. Do <laughs> i didn't you know when i smoked salvia which is uh a legal drug uh, it, I was watching The Departed, and I, I, <laughs> it felt like someone tucked, you know, an invisible force tucked their fingers into under my skull cap into my brain and pressed my head down. Were you wearing a skull cap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just I felt like I was being pressed down to the floor uh, by something, you know, like really, really hard. And I was looking up at Matt Damon and he looked like a fucking goblin. Uh, yeah, it was just haunting. And then it went away after, you know, five. Have you guys done it? 
It's pleasant. I like to do salvia edibles. Right. So it lasts. A that lot sounds longer. much <laughs> much better. I mean, that's uh, fine. There's notes. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> I like to do cocaine edibles. We just chew cocaine. But I've heard with salvia, it's like uh, you know, it's it's a it's a delicate thing that you need to like achieve the effect of like really feeling. I mean, you've seen videos where like. You've seen that video. I mean, it's like a famous video where they like where the guy jumps out of a like he like breaks a window in his house and then goes out of it. Do you see this? Oh, you no. guys, let's take a break and watch this right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back. Whoa! That was Can you believe crazy. that? Now I'll show you the video. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we took no, a but break. yeah, yeah. It's about, I mean, it's like gives some people like a really panicked effect. Uh, you know, and this is sold over the counter. It's insane. It is. Yeah. What counter? I mean, this is legal right now in California. Salvia? Yeah. Where do you buy it? You can go Burger, to Head Shop. Burger and, King, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go to a guy that have I know. Have it your but way. Don't say it. <laughs> have it with a little. It was uh, it made illegal in Texas probably four years with ago. With good so. reason. It should know. be it, illegal it's, here. It's, yeah. still, it's still legal here? I think so. As far as I know, I mean, you know, my friend bought it over the counter. I was like, what is this? This looks like, you know, I mean, just like it just... I was like, well, if you buy it over the counter, that's, I mean, you know, that's, you, bought it, you just bought it at a head shop. I'm like, it's probably going to be fine. And then it, I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> also buy like K2 and Spice and like synthetic marijuana. <laughs> and a gun. Wait, what's K2? <laughs> that's like the synthetic marijuana that. Uh, oh, you got to try K1 like, if you haven't heard of it. People call bath salts, you know. Oh, like fuck. All, all of the, the no, no. people eating faces and stuff. It's just synthetic marijuana that you can buy what? at a head shop. So if your parents are drug testing you and you can't, so you can't smoke weed, you smoke this synthetic weed. Right. Uh, They're like, well, we can't prove he's smoking pot, but he did bite his brother's face off. So <laughs> chances are he's on something. Maybe he's just moody. We should put him on antidepressants because that's the society we're living in. Fight drugs with more drugs. Look, I don't want to get off hey, on a fucking... On. No, 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 no. Not it's about time. Now. No, this is my platform, okay? It's time for me <laughs> to... <laughs> This is uh, Dave's corner moment. Okay, if you want it this soon, then go after it. No, no, no. You got to get behind <laughs> the paywall if you want to hear my hour-long rants, <laughs> my classic rants. Um, no, that I, 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 not to beat a dead horse, but I feel like it is. This is an evolved uh, uh, position on on drugs in general, and it really suggests, uh, you know, a, a move toward adulthood. I really, I think it's, uh, I think it's admirable. Um, I think it's something that I naturally feel opposed to and i always try to go against my instincts <laughs> <laughs> so. um well uh well, i wonder if you would um i don't know if there's a ton of questions but we have a few uh, emails that i have not read yet uh, uh people, would you okay, like to be about me? yeah people are people talking about you <laughs> 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 people email questions for <laughs> oh no it's we're not from sean <laughs> it says casey Dude, don't read this on the podcast, but <laughs> you... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, that some of these are questions, but I'll just, I'll just read them. Uh, Go for it. Okay, this is from uh, Ricardo. So this is a fake email address I made up to say. This is from you, Casey? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 
<laughs> Thank you for creating this podcast. You are, uh, you both are awesome. You deliver everything very well from from ads to your stories and all the improv in between. I felt like I was in the room recording that almost threesome and wished I could just yell cut and say, "Let's try this again in the morning." So this is about this is about uh, so Sean's uh, botched threesome attempt story from a couple episodes ago. So he wished he was there with you, yeah. and just said like, "Hey, Sean, let's have go. you ever had a threesome before?" Is this what you guys? This is a bot. Yeah, this is a botched threesome. Sean almost. Did. Yeah, almost. You never have, but you almost did. I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. But he, but the girls did make him uh, bagels and cream cheese in the morning. Have I? Yes. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. Sick. Um, the first time I heard you guys was on <laughs> Harmontown, and and the first time I heard you guys was on Harmontown, and I'll keep listening to you guys. I'm a 21 year old little cutie, self proclaimed, but others have come close to that exact phrase. Who is striving to become the president of the United States? So if you keep this going for just 30 more years, you'll be able to say you got so big the president even listened to you both. Since I can't draw, this is the only form of appreciation I can show. Written after listening to Journey Beyond the Subconscious Mind, which is our I think fourth episode. Uh, and that was uh, Ricardo Perez, and I would, thank I you, would, Ricardo. thank you. I would, I would have, I would not have said his full name, but he he replied to that email um, uh, with another email to say his name. Uh, that was very nice. Um, here's one uh, that I skimmed and mentioned last week, but uh, this is from an actual friend of ours. This is from uh, Mike Chillian. Happy to say he's a friend of the show, uh, <laughs> musician, artist, animator, great dude, sweetheart. Uh, he says, hi, cuties. Just found out about your podcast from the most recent episode of Harmontown, and I'd like to say that I'm an instant fan. I, too, am afflicted with being a little cutie, though I always use the cliche man-child. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, that's less – that has less of a – little cutie is, like, not real. It's man-child. If someone called me that, I think I would be uh, pretty crushed. I'd yeah. be crushed. Don't call me that just because I am. <laughs> um it's comforting to know there are others out there just like me. I'm only one episode in, and your podcast has already begun to help me cope with my suffering. Keep up the goods. XOXO Mikey. Oh, Mike. I didn't Mike. know he was suffering. Hang in there, man. <laughs> I hope you're not suffering too much. I hope that's uh, that's hyperbolic suffering because uh, he's he's got he's got a sweet gig. He's a he, he's for sure a little cutie, but he's a profesh man. Yeah. Employed, well liked, super talented. Um, wears a great pair of glasses. Uh, all around great guy. Well, very well liked. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to be okay, Mike. If I'm going to be okay, you're going to be okay. Um, and we Dave's have, not going to be okay. Hey, <laughs> and we have one more from someone named Colin. Ooh, whoa. Okay. Subject line fan mail. Dave and Sean wanted to let you guys know that I really dig the podcast. I heard about you guys from your appearance on Harmontown and I've been listening since, ever since. I thought the first couple of episodes were rough around the edges. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think of the rest of them? Uh, but I seriously enjoyed the episode with Mercedes. It was killer. Okay. Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Delusive, my, my very good friend, um, who is uh, uh, quite a firecracker and it delivered one of our weirdest episodes ever. Uh, so thank you for saying that, Colin. He's going to hate this one. You guys are really developing, you guys are really developing a good rhythm and the, tangen the tangents are slimming down. <laughs> oh, my God. With that being said, I think part of being an adult is a combination of things. Ooh, this is like this dude. Wow, Colin, Colin gave us some presentation. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this is what Colin thinks adulthood is: intent, having a goal, e.g., down payment on a house. Okay, follow through, having the means to achieve goals, e.g., having a good job. 
responsible decision-making, problem-solving that is constructive toward goals, e.g. living beyond your means in order to save – below your means in order to save for a down payment on a house. Um, okay, I wouldn't disagree with any of that. There is leeway on either side, though. I would consider myself a little cutie because of some of the adult decisions I've made. My ultimate goal is to be a self-employed musician, but in order to accomplish that, I need to save money and invest in equipment I need when I, when I can still afford it. That's a little adult. Okay. I also think that my career goal is slightly irresponsible as well. I'm essentially telling myself that I want to live a happy and fulfilling life at the expense of having an income heavily reliant on the disposable income of others. I also have to kiss a lot of ass to get more gigs, and that fucking sucks. Well, let me tell you, Colin, that goes across the board. You got to kiss all the butt, no matter what. No matter what job you have, you got to kiss a little bit of butt, right, Sean? Yes, that's absolutely true. You got to learn to like it, Colin. Yeah. That's what being a little adult's all about. You got to learn to toss a little salad if you want to make it in this biz. And this biz, I mean, this biz of life, you know? Yeah, I know, Dave. Yeah, you going to eat my butt later? Yes. Okay, thank you. That's <laughs> okay. all I'm asking. Jesus. Um, I look forward to hearing more of what you guys have in store. Keep fighting the good fight, cuties. And that's from Colin O'Day. Oh, thanks, Colin. Colin, thank you so much, man. That's really sweet. Good uh, constructive email. Uh, thank you for saying that the tangents are slimming down, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily <laughs> that's true. That's true. We are uh, <laughs> fully insane uh, and unstructured, but uh, maybe we're... You know what we should do is that if... No, what? never mind. What? No, no, no. No, what? No. Just say it, Sean. No, 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 Say no. it, Sean. I was going to say we should just make our, our... If we made our podcast initially about tangents in general, like the entire thing is supposed to be a tangent, then anytime we were on track, it would be a tangent. Wait, <laughs> that's a really weird. I mean, it's not. A, 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 that's why I didn't want to say it because it's, it's not even. I a, thought you were going to say we should call it tangentially speaking, which is already a Feral Audio podcast. Is it? Yeah. Look at Dustin's T-shirt. Oh shit! Tangentially speaking, with Dr. Christopher Ryan, who's like, guess what? I'm going to tell you about monkeys, and that's why you should have an open relationship. Well, guess what? Sometimes it works. But sometimes it doesn't work. By the way, my solution to – that's not a solution at all. It's actually more of a problem. If we call the show tangentially, <laughs> it's about tangents. No, and I know. And we're on, you know, on track. Yeah, then it will just be <laughs> further, <laughs> further tangential. Uh, <laughs> well, those were our emails. Uh, we, we, would love to keep, uh, we would love to keep hearing from you guys. Um, it's obviously not uh, uh, necessary. We're not forcing your hand. But if you have anything you'd like to say to us, if you'd like to, um, you know, voice uh, voice um, something that you want to feel all better about, we can absolve you of your uh, of your awkward, horrible sins. Email your uh, scripts. Uh, email us your spec scripts. <laughs> uh, we will take our names and put them on uh, over your names, and then we will submit them as our script, and then we'll sell them because we don't fucking care. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. I went to a different place. Okay. Uh, no, just anything <laughs> you ever want to talk to us about, lilcutiespod at gmail.com. Uh, Casey, you, you seem like a guy that's pretty in touch uh, you know, with his feelings. You seem pretty present, but uh, sometimes... Um, yeah, I've always got a warm feeling for me. Can I just say this? Minute I met Casey, instantly likable guy. <laughs> He's got like this charismatic charge around him it's like yeah. this aura, you know he's a good man yeah i met him through my friend georgia initially and georgia brooks hancock yes wow full name brag <laughs> and yeah no i mean i just really you know instant instant like what's the hancock all about uh i don't know is it real i don't i have no idea we should uh uh, uh sean text her let's get her on the phone we'll have her as a guest at some okay point. <laughs> uh, but Casey, what I was saying is, you seem pretty, uh, you seem pretty open. So I don't know, uh, I don't know if you, if you bottle anything. Sexually, but we, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we can't end every episode with a proposed threesome. That's how our last episode ended. That was weird. Uh, it was, hey, what was weird is what, what we happened fucked. afterwards. <laughs> well, when we didn't fuck. When we, when we tried to, and then you just sat in the corner and you were like, I can't, I'm scared. I just can't. I was scared. Yeah, but you still stayed in the room. <laughs> yeah, because I had a, a, a boot on from, from being, uh, you, know, <laughs> from and, uh, you know, from being on house arrest. Uh, you're, <laughs> you can choose whatever house you want to stay at. I chose Dave's house. But also, but you're, but like the, the city, the city doesn't put a clamp on your, f- wait, that would be so amazing. They, if put, a, you, they put a boot on a house arrest. You, no, boot. you put it. <laughs> An anklet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm thinking of like. that can't move. I'm thinking of like, yeah, the thing they put over your, your car tire. Yeah. 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 Uh, I call it a boot. It's yeah. an anklet. Uh, no, but like if it really was a boot that meant it's you couldn't move. Yeah. It's a henna tattoo of a butterfly and you're so embarrassed to have it you can't yeah, leave your yeah, house. Yeah, you just don't want to go out. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying, Casey, is that you seem pretty open emotionally, but if you have anything you might be bottling, we do a segment on the show called All Better where we, we, we like to close out some of our, uh, our, our episodes with uh, we basically go around, we talk about something that we would maybe like to be absolved of because we, we just want to air it. In the open, we feel bad about it, and uh, and then um, we say all better. We take a little swig of something. Uh, right now, we have some beautiful Cadenhead small batch single malt Scotch whiskey distilled at Linkwood Glenlivet Distillery. This is from Scotland. This was uh, smuggled back into the country by my sweet, lovely girlfriend, whose name I forget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Subscribe to We Should Have a Podcast. Everybody does. Um, but uh, yeah, we we it's pretty simple. It's like a, it's like confession, but with a drunk twist. You don't wait to go to the bar and after you get out of the church. The church is the bar, baby. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, Sean. You know what I'm saying. This is our segment. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do it every week. So, would both of you? Do you have anything to to contribute? Anything you're you're thinking about? Feeling? You go first. Oh, boy. But do you, do you have something you're going to be reaching? I'm going to be reaching. I'm what reaching. about you? I'm reaching. I mean, I'm sorry to you two for conning you into thinking I could be on this podcast. And be you're a, great. Uh, no, what you're, 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 you're great. I want to talk to Dustin about uh, me being on this podcast. This uh, is what do you want to talk to Dustin about? Wait, what do you want to talk to Dustin about? I'm going to I'm gonna walk a mic. I'm going to well, walk a mic feel, over I to Dustin. Like Dustin knows me well. And uh, I don't I mean... <laughs> Okay, I'm bringing the mic over to him. Here's Dustin. Yeah, I think you're on top of your game. <laughs> he, if, he is easily one of my best friends. Uh, he listens to me absolutely unload on him at Starburns about all of my personal life. Uh, this is a great man. Um, he just, you know, you got to figure out how to hold a mic, but that's all. <laughs> wait, wait, what that do you mean? Sweet. What was he, what was his hey, mic no, technique? Just leave it at that. That was fun. Did he sound okay that. though? <laughs> yeah, I, just, he, I have to ride the volume cause he's kind of yeah, a, sorry. he's kind of a, no, no, no. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I hope you, I hope you, I hope well, look, you uh, he's just the podcast guru. You hear so many people talking to microphones and, and, uh, look, I think, I think whenever you guys told him that I was going to be on the podcast, I said, well, if Dustin thinks it's a good idea, I can do it. <laughs> but did you think you thought it was a bad idea? Podcast. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You, why did I you think really? I think it's um, well because I'm not a comedian per se. No per se. I'm just not a but comedian. But you are funny. But well, thank you. And thematically, you also fit with well, our. I tried to do show. a podcast with a good friend of mine, uh, Kevin Riggin. Shout out to Kevin Riggin. 
Um, and it was just a train wreck. You know, we we didn't really have all that much of a structure or a theme. But we, we interviewed a few people, Simon Ore, mm-hmm. Simon Ore, um, Lucas Dick, a uh, few people, and and like listening to playback was just a nightmare. And I was like, oh, I'm not meant for the medium. <laughs> I should never do podcasts. I would think Lucas Dick would be a really interesting interview. Yeah. It was an interesting interview. He was great. Talk about his dad. I sort of met him. We I went to uh, Vegas uh, with... He's a really nice guy. I He's a great yeah. guy. Uh Charlene Yee was invited to, who's a friend of mine, was invited to perform on a uh, Pauly Shore stand-up special for Showtime, and Andy Dick was also performing on it, and uh, his son was there, and then also I produced a live show that Andy Dick did, like, uh, like a weekly live show that was a variety show, like, years ago, and Andy Dick was doing, like, um, a test run of a bunch of sketches, and his son was in a bunch of them, and, like, just their dynamic was really interesting to see. Uh, I, I feel like he must have... Uh, they had this show together. I mean, I don't know. I never know. You know, this can be stricken from the record or not, but I, I just never know what I'm able to say, like, work-wise or whatever. But uh, Andy and his Andy and his son, Lucas, have this incredible show that they wanted to do together for, for a while, and uh, they filmed a pilot, and it's... And I don't think they ever pitched it around, but it's a really incredible pilot, and it should be seen by the world because it's so funny. They made it, but you don't think they pitched it? They do have an incredible dynamic. Um, I don't think they pitched it. Interesting. I'd love to see that sometime, but uh, I won't pry. But if you got that Vimeo link... I won't pry. Oh, I won't. (laughs) Wait, Sean, your face just now was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like you doing an impression of someone who had just done that. Like you were like, when I see a pun opportunity, I fucking seize it. <laughs> uh, well, well, we don't. I, I feel like uh, I, I, I don't need you guys to 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 um to stretch. We don't want uh, we don't want anybody to uh, to fabricate any regrets. I think it'd be a good thing if you can't think of anything you regret. But uh, but um, not particularly. But Casey, uh, I mean, you have a couple of uh, ventures that you participate in. Is there anything that you would like to plug or call attention to? You, I know you uh, produce a live show that I've seen. It's very good. Hey, thank you. Um, that's on Halloween. If you're going to release this episode before Halloween, or if you just aren't going to release it, it'll definitely be out before (laughs) Halloween. We will release it. It's very. uh, Uh, You can release it before Halloween, and if the listeners want to come out to CineFamily on Halloween night, see some fun stuff. CineFamily in Los Angeles. Uh, What's this show is called? Super Tight. Super Tight. Variety show. Variety show. We got comedy, music, art. You host it? Loosely. I host it. Um, Yeah, with, with my buddy Kevin Riggin. Dustin Marshall helps out a lot. Um, I know that guy. It's great. He's cool. It's a great show. I love it. We usually do it in the backyard in Hollywood, but every once in a while we'll do it at the Cine Family. This is our sixth show, sixth anniversary. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to the first one at Cine Family, and it was completely wall to wall sold out. It was super impressive. It was bonkers. It was bonkers, man. People I never love say bonkers, but it was truly bonkers. people love a well curated, well booked, cool show. All you have to do is know the right people to have on your show. I feel like I just made the flyer today for this show, and I should have brought one. Is there like, a, do you have a Facebook page for for Super Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a Facebook page for it. There is a Facebook. Page. There's also an Instagram for it. So um, yeah, just search your search your uh, super tight social media for super tight. Uh, go see it. There's also one in November, correct? November seventh. November seventh. So there's one on Halloween, and there's one on November seventh. 
Yeah, we're doing it a week later. We usually do it the last Saturday of every month, but I'm going to South America uh, in, wow. in November on a fluke. Uh, my friends, my my good one of my best friends from back home, his cousin's getting married in Uruguay, so he was going down to the wedding and asking if I wanted to come. And we're making like a trip of it. We're going to Brazil, awesome. Argentina, um, and. No. Okay, cool. <clears throat> yeah, so. See, this is what, okay, so it seems like Casey gets his homework done. So it was what Jake Weissman was telling us, right? He gets yeah. his homework done so he can do these things like, you know, go to South America and just have a fucking fun time. I just because I that's, haven't you gone know. on a vacation for a really long time. Right. And uh, I planned it around this show that I'm doing right now at the studio um, for Vice called Party Legends. I guess plug that, watch that when it comes on. Whenever, um, but yeah, I'm doing a show uh, for Vice with Lance Bangs, who's the showrunner on the show. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's called Party Legends. It's a really incredible show. And we were supposed to wrap in October this month, um, and so I planned my trip for November, and um, that's the schedule has since shifted, and we have more segments now so we're going to go into november so it's kind of problematic for me scheduling because i have to figure out how i'm going to maneuver going to south america while simultaneously producing this show um but luckily we've got the simon Ores of the world and uh who can simon's also producer of starburns yeah simon's an incredible guy can't uh, say can't say enough good things about so it. so your show is this a scripted show or is it documentary or <clears throat> it's so it's like um lance interviews different subjects um actors or musicians or artists and he has them just tell a wild party story mm. and then we animate the party story so it's kind of like oh, a cool. shorties watching shorties type of thing yes but instead of a joke it's a party story and we've had like um again and i don't know if i'm giving away too much i never signed an nda or something i don't know protocols <laughs> but it's my first show uh but it's you know like eric andre tj miller like alia Shawkat, bushwick bill from the ghetto boys whoa like um like great guests incredible yeah. incredible people um it's very really funny uh the the format of shorties watching shorties was such a great format but i feel like everything since then that has utilized the like audio from a specific thing and then animated or reenacted or whatever your you know whatever uh drunk history or or this show you're describing now or even uh harman quest which is also right, being produced by yeah. uh, starburns such a great idea that I and I feel I'm sure there was there's something that did it before Shorty's watching Shorty's, but this show, Shorty's this short-lived yeah, show that like I, 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 that yeah, anim, yeah. that poorly ugly what? like took ugly like looked like Flash animation over it's stand up. It's like the reference point in every pitch meeting too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, it's always because everyone's like oh yeah Shorty's like because somebody was like because everybody at one point was watching uh, Comedy Central at like one thirty in the yeah, morning yeah, on a yeah, Thursday. Yeah. And we're like oh yeah. Patrice O'Neill O'Neil being like, "Everybody fucking a bitch," and it's like tiny yeah. animated Patrice O'Neill like <laughs> waving his arms around. Um, anyway, uh, well, look out for Party Legends. Uh, go see Super Tight um, in Los Angeles on Halloween and November seventh. Casey, thank you so much yeah, for being thank on the you show. So much. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Love you both. Great. You were Love fantastic. You're a great man. And and uh, and also. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.
the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.